Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their advice. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review, as that will help others to learn about Autism Stories. Here on Autism Stories, I love to share other people's stories because I think we learn so much from storytelling in all different forms. That's why I'm excited to talk with Nisha Hirsch on this episode regarding the impact of storytelling on our lives, her business, Shadow Sage Designs, and how tarot has been important in her life. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Nisha, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I wanted to start out and just learn where does your story in the autistic community begin? Well, I was diagnosed last August in the end of August 2021, but it really started about six months prior to that over the winter. My cat Sebastian got sick and I had what I can only describe as a meltdown slash shutdown experience with all of the pressure from the pandemic and everything. And I started looking for ways to help my anxiety on the internet, of course, because YouTube's great for finding stuff like that. And I ended up finding a video from Yo Sam D. Sam about the overlap between PTSD and autism. And I had never really, I mean, it had been mentioned a couple times over the course of my life that, you know, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't kind of thing, or I had found myself identifying with some traits in representations of autistic people, but I never really thought that could be what was happening. And then I saw this video and I uh, could not believe how similar to my life it was. And so I booked an appointment after watching that video and began researching and kind of going into it. And it turned into one of my special interests and I ended up researching for hours and hours and hours. And by the time I got to the appointment, I knew, I knew it was true. And all I was really doing by getting diagnosed was confirming it for myself and trying to find out if I, if it would open up any sort of accommodations or help for me. And that's where it started. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that experience, certainly. Now, you're the founder of Sato Sage Designs, which is a company that creates unique apparel and gifts through custom graphic design. You founded Shadow Sage during the pandemic, I believe. Was there any particular importance of starting uh, Shadow Sage during this period of time? I was looking for something to do. I mean, I could not go back to work. When I left my job in March, it was like, I think March 17th of 2020, I had intended to go back. And then after going to see my doctors and all of that stuff, I have autoimmune diseases. So I, I was told to stay home and that I should not be working with people and to stay home for as long as possible. 
until I could get vaccinated or so I had no work. And at some point when I realized that I needed to find another route to earning money, to having an income, and that I needed a creative outlet, I thought, oh, I'll start, I'll start a print-on-demand t-shirt business, you know, something to do. And then it's sort of just, you know, expanded from there because I went to school for visual art and design. And I decided to kind of go back into the design aspect of it instead of just the apparel part. You know, so I got very involved and interested in creating, you know, unique designs, things that aren't necessarily print on demand, typical, and just putting up a website to see if I could keep myself busy and earn a little money. And, and that's why I started it then. I don't think that I would have started it without the pandemic. Now, you were just mentioning that you have an autoimmune disease. So I was just wondering, because personally for myself, within the last month, I've had COVID and I still have some lingering symptoms. I'm wondering with this time period with a lot of people navigating through their lives like COVID doesn't exist anymore, how are these things kind of affecting you and maybe others with autoimmune difficulties? Well, I have celiac disease. That was the autoimmune disease I was aware of prior to COVID. And so I wasn't that concerned in regard to I know I can keep myself safe and that I, I still mask when I go into crowded places and I live in a small community. So for the most part, being outside isn't a problem or running into a store really quick is fine. But when it comes down to it, if I'm anywhere for longer than 10 minutes, I'm usually masked. And yes, I'm a little, I'm still a little scared, but I had COVID and I, it was okay. I still had symptoms for about two weeks after I tested negative, which I thought was strange. I guess that would constitute as some, some form of long COVID. But the pandemic in general just made me feel much more worried about whether or not I could interact in general. So all of my interactions became online. And I'm looking forward to that changing back to the way it was. <laughs> I miss, I'm weird and awkward in person, but I am, I miss talking to people, which I never expected. And in terms of my health, my autoimmune diseases, the second one, I, I'm just now in the diagnostic process of finding out what it is, but it seems to be more severe than my celiac disease. And so I'm unsure of whether or not COVID had a role in that. So in that way, I am more careful now that I'm in the process to have my diagnosis completed. I'm more careful now because I'm dealing with a whole other layer of health problems than I was dealing with before. So it's still scary for me. Do I judge people who go around unmasked all the time? Not really. I do understand that I can be angry at them if I want to be, but it doesn't really serve me to spend my time thinking about that. It's more about, okay, well, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm safe in this situation? As an entrepreneur myself, I am always interested in the names people um, decide on what their company or organization, you know, ends up being. So therefore, what does Shadow Sage in particular mean to you? I'm obsessed with owls. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it started. I, I'm obsessed with owls. They're all around me in my house. They represent navigating dark times. And they're about seeing through difficulty and adversity. And for me, it was always a useful symbol as well as they're beautiful. When I decided 
to pick Shadow Sage as my name. It was mostly about the idea that somebody could make their whole creative process about seeing through the dark. So seeing, seeing through shadow material, seeing through the shadow in general, because the idea of being a sage is, is that sort of almost monastic thing. And so that was where that came from for me, but it was really based on the fact that I wanted to use an owl as my logo. And I wanted to kind of represent what that meant to what, what the owl symbol meant to me in a name. So that's what I came up with. So, you know, I think art and for that matter, design are really important because they are ways that people a lot of times can best communicate if they don't have the spoken language to do so. So I'm wondering in what ways design affects your life in terms of communication? Well, I think that visual art communicates a lot of things that, that I don't have language for in general. I have vocabulary and I can speak, but I don't always know what I'm feeling or how I'm, or processing those feelings are very difficult at times. So I find that visual art, especially design, because it's really moldable to whatever it is you want it to be, helps me communicate things that I don't have words for, or that I don't have a way to understand completely. So for me, it's communicating the parts of my self or my personality, or even just my preferences, you know, my observations, things that I see and enjoy in a way that feels more complete than if I tried to describe it. I think there's a lot of different ways that we can learn, but for me, probably stories are my preferred way of learning in a lot of kind of different mediums, so our genres. So I'm wondering about storytelling within the concept of custom graphic design. Do you see much correlation between the two? Absolutely. I think that design and art, you know, as a larger umbrella, is storytelling, just like music is storytelling, even without lyrics. I think that we all tell stories. I really feel that Every single thing we experience is some sort of story. We tell ourselves stories. Everything that comes out of our mouth is a story. <laughs> you know, it's how we navigate the world. Of course, there's a correlation for me between design and art and storytelling. But for me, it's mostly that I get to choose what story I'm telling. That it's conscious because I'm, I'm hyper-focused when I'm designing. So usually I'm pretty you know, immersed in the experience or in the visual image that I'm working on for however long I'm working on it. And it's like choosing exactly what story I want to tell. So it makes me feel comfort and it makes me feel like I have a creative part in telling my own stories, which was a big part of the relief I had when I was diagnosed, actually, it was kind of taking back my own story. So yeah, design transitioned right from you know just something you do for work to something very personal in that way because it is it's me telling the stories that I have been trying to tell my whole life that I've never been able to tell and how can our listeners learn more about shadow sage designs beyond this interview I do have a website it's shadowsagedesigns.com or you can find me on facebook at shadow sage designs or instagram at 
right now I'm working on improve my website a bit. I haven't gotten to that point yet. So through my website, you can link to all of my social media as well as direct message me. And I've checked out all that stuff, and I think you have some really cool designs. You know, one of them that really stood out to me was accompanied by the words, you're powerful enough to create your own opportunities for change. I really like that. What is the change that you're looking to make in your own life? Well, I find change to be really uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really routine and predictable. And I like it that way. So I think the idea of creating my own change is, again, so that I feel empowered during the process of change, especially when change is something that's not built in certainty. It's easy if I know exactly where point B is, but if I don't, making my own change is about feeling I'm part of the process instead of that it's happening without me. And that is the part that feels scary, you know? So I think the changes I want to make in my life mostly, especially since last year and everything that has happened over the past two years for us all, is I want to enjoy more of my life. I want to feel like I create, like I'm actively creating and that that's my main way of interacting with the world. That's really important to me. And I want less isolation. If I can make that happen, I would love that. Now, in looking through your designs, it seems like you have an interest in tarot. How has tarot been helpful to you in your life? Well, I've been reading since I was a teenager. I started as a reader because my parents both read tarot and I was interested in it. I, mm. you know, pictures, they're beautiful pictures. Again, it's that visual thing. And then I got into the system of symbolism. I was hooked because every, every detail in each card tells a story. It's all interrelated and each card next to each other plays out in a different way it is really intriguing to read for other people too so not only was it fun for me to be involved in like having those conversations with people about what was most important to them but it was also really intriguing to see stories connect right in front of me in pictures and I think I, I love that part the best the designs that I made when I first started Shadow Sage I was doing only tarot designs they were exclusively tarot-related t-shirts and mugs and notebooks and stuff like that because I love stuff like that. But it was all about trying to reimagine the cards based on what I had experienced as a reader first. Because some of the cards have their straight meanings and then they would show up to represent an additional detail or an additional aspect of someone's life repeatedly. I would see the same card in the same situation over and over again, even though it didn't seem like it would be pertinent to that situation and I was like I have to find a way to include these things that I've learned into the symbolism in the cards and I started drawing sketches of cards I have a whole bunch of, of rough sketches about of a deck that may or may not find its way into reality but for me tarot is it's a reflection it's a way to process again process feelings it's a way to help structure the story so that everything can be understood you know, or new perspectives can be gained. For me, it's just been a huge part of my process in becoming a good listener or an active participant in empathy. <laughs> to learn how to empathize with people who are in situations I will or may not have experienced, things I haven't learned or done yet. 
to still be able to help people see their way through situations I, I don't have any knowledge of. That was an incredible part of it as well. Now, it's interesting to hear you talk about processing feelings, because just before we started recording, we, for a brief second, talks, talked about alexithymia. So I'm wondering, how does tarot help you to kind of process some of those feelings? Well, I think feelings can be really nebulous and hard to discern. I obviously don't have trouble describing the really extreme ones, like anger or sadness. I know what they are right away. But I have this sort of difficulty with nuance emotionally. So tarot helped because a lot of the meanings relate directly to emotions. Like, for instance, the sun. The sun card, you know, traditionally is just a big yes it's like the universal yes everything's going to be okay right except there's so much more to that card and to what it means on an emotional level it's about illumination and understanding why you've made the same often problematic choices over and over again it shows up when people have bad relationship patterns and they're about to learn what's really going on it shows up when people start new ventures and may or may not be self-sabotaging it's a really interesting card with a lot of feeling layers. When I read for someone, I learn how to better describe the emotion behind each card. And personally, for me, I can sort of associate sensations with those meanings. So it helps me describe, especially when I'm reading for myself or when I'm reading for somebody I'm close to, it helps me describe what I mean. It gives me words for things that are just kind of big, swirly, colorful messes in my in my own mind, the structure is really helpful. It's very structured, and that helps me out a lot. But it also is that it each card has all these different layers to it, and they all relate directly to feeling concepts and feeling words, and I love that. And I'm a bit obsessed with you know, human behavior and psychology and emotions, so I've spent a, the large amount of my adult life studying and researching concepts, probably... You know, now that I know I have autism and that I'm, you know, a generally autistic person, everything around me is influenced. I feel like my frame of reference, you know, and all of the study I've done about human emotion and how to process and how to describe and all that was in an effort to teach myself how to do it. Because I didn't know, even though from the outside, it, it seemed that I, I knew all this information about feelings and I was so well versed in emotion. It was because I was clueless. You know, I studied because I didn't know, and tarot was a huge part of that study. I really identified when you were talking about structure, because I, I can't survive without at least a loose structure, so that makes a, a ton of sense to me. You know, I really appreciate uh, the conversation, enjoyed it uh, immensely. Thanks for taking time to talk with me today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to Nisha for the conversation. To learn more about Nisha, please check out the link in the podcast description for this episode. Did you know that Autism Personal Coach provides extraordinary support to live self-sufficient and purpose-driven lives for our clients through our customized coaching? If this is something that you're interested in learning more about, please visit autismpersonalcoach.com for more information. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories. And if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the same enjoyable and educational experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, it would be very much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.